lawyer or you're new to practicing solo, you've got your game plan. Now what? First, know that you're not alone. It's the fastest growing segment of the legal profession. Welcome to New Solo here on the Legal Talk Network, where you'll learn about practicing law solo. Welcome to New Solo on the Legal Talk Network. We're glad that you could listen today to our podcast. I'm attorney Kyle Gelcher. I'm a solo practitioner from Springfield, Massachusetts. I practice a variety of areas of law, including civil litigation, business law, entertainment law, intellectual property, and consumer law. On New Solo, we're going to talk about all the things you may not have learned in law school if you're a young lawyer and all the things you may be facing if you've left a larger firm and now you're starting on on your own or you're with colleagues in a smaller firm. Today on New Solo, we're going to be talking about blogs for solos. We are now joined by attorney, legal blogger, and legal technology guru, Bob Ambrogi. He's co-host of Legal Talk Network's Lawyer to Lawyer. Recently, Bob wrote a great piece on blogs entitled Tips for Starting Your Own Blog. You can also find out more about Bob at lawsitesblog.com. That's L-A-W-S-I-T-E-S-B-L-O-G.com. Bob, we're thrilled to have you on New Solo today. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Kyle. Glad to be here. Well, let's dive right into it. Um, What are the advantages and disadvantages to hiring someone to write a blog? To hiring someone to write a blog? I am am one of those people who believes strongly that you shouldn't hire someone to write a blog. You know, there there are different schools of thought on this, and I think it's the practice is becoming increasingly popular. But, uh, you know, the... I, I'm a great believer in this whole idea that social media is is a conversation, uh, and uh, that uh, the, the 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 sort of the power of social media as a marketing tool, for a networking tool, for uh, all the different ways lawyers use it, uh, is the kind of the direct uh, exchange between uh, the person who. Uh, you know the various people online. So I, I mean, I think if a lawyer is going to write, is going to start a blog, the lawyer should write that blog uh, him or herself. And are there any organizations you would recommend that could help a lawyer start a blog? Uh, yeah, well, there's a number of a number of ways a lawyer could get started with writing a blog. Um, you know, there are companies. I mean, there's a couple of different ways to go at this. I, you know. For a solo lawyer, it's it's really pretty easy to get started in blogging. Uh, there are a lot of free blogging applications available. Uh, WordPress probably being the most popular uh, and the one most people recommend these days. Uh, you can get started on WordPress for free and pretty easily. But uh, you can also hire somebody. Uh, I mean, there are private companies that will do this. Uh, there are, you know, uh, Lex Blog is a company, probably one of the best known ones now, uh, started by Kevin O'Keefe, uh, where you can hire them and they will design a blog for you and, and give you tips on how to get started and help you get started. Uh, Justia is another company. Uh, Justia.com is another company that helps lawyers create blogs. Uh, and, you know, any of the, a number of the bar association uh, practice management groups um, can help uh, help you get started in, in blogging as well. Uh, so it's, it's really kind of a choice of whether you want to do it yourself or, or pay somebody to pay some kind of a consultant or something to help you get started in it. And, and about what, what, what would be the fees if you did um, use any of these sites? Uh, do they all charge or some of them free? Well, again, if you go to a private company, then they're going to charge you. That's, that's what they're in business for. Um, 
a company like Lexblog. Uh, I don't know specifically their fees these days, but I know that uh, from, from having talked to, to Kevin O'Keefe that, that their fees involve a, a combination of things. They're going to charge you a, an initial kind of setup fee to design your blog and get it launched. And then they will charge you uh, ongoing uh, hosting fees because they, they actually host these blogs and, and maintain them. Uh, if you are one of these, uh, if you're talking about also wanting to have somebody help you write the blog, then obviously that's going to that's gonna cost you some money as well because you're going to have to pay the writers. But but I mean the great the great thing about blogging is you can do it all for free. Uh, you know, especially again for a solo. I mean, I, I I'm just a really uh, great believer that that blogging is one of the most powerful forms of marketing. And and uh, what's so fantastic about it is that you don't have to pay anything. It's it's powerful marketing that you don't have to pay for. You can get started as I said before on WordPress, uh, WordPress.org, uh, a couple of other different uh, applications out there. TypePad, uh, Blogger, any of those sites, you can get started for free. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can get tips from, uh, as I say, if, uh, law practice management groups, uh, just online. I mean, there's any number of places to go online to get tips on how to blog effectively. I, I mean, I've, I've published a number of articles online that are out there for free. Nobody has to pay me for them. And uh, so, you know, you don't have to pay money. And uh, I mean, I, I think unless you're just unless you're really swamped, uh, you know, it's pretty easy to get started. Uh, I think the, some of the ones who are paying to get this done are, are sometimes some of the bigger, larger firms uh, uh, that that have a budget for that kind of thing and a marketing department and all that. But uh, keep your money. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've already mentioned a couple of platforms. If you are starting a blog on your own, which platform would you recommend? Well, I do recommend uh, WordPress, uh, and uh, I have to uh, uh, explain. There's actually two different versions of WordPress. Uh, There's a WordPress.com and a WordPress.org. WordPress.com is a... uh, is a commercial site uh, that, that's built on the WordPress platform. And, and you can actually go there and start a blog for free. Uh, it, your, your blog will be uh, uh, hosted on their site, uh, and uh, it's, it's very easy to do. Uh, and uh, uh, they have a variety of templates uh, to use. Um, WordPress.org is a, is a version of the same platform, but you have to install it on your own host, your own uh, internet uh, service provider, uh, your own web host. Uh, although most web hosts these days, you can go to GoDaddy.com and set up a set up an account, and, and they'll they'll automatically install WordPress for you there. Uh, that that self installed version, that WordPress.org has advantages down the road. If, you, if you're really going to be serious about blogging or you're going to be in it for the long haul, uh, WordPress.org offers a lot more customization, uh, a lot more design options uh, than, than, the, than the commercial WordPress.com site. But, but for somebody just getting started, WordPress.com is perfectly fine. And pretty much anything you do on WordPress.com, uh, you can later... Uh, export all your file and put it onto a onto your own site if you want to do that at some point. And why use WordPress as opposed to other platforms? What 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 does it offer? Well, as I say, one one of the great things WordPress offers uh, is just a variety of 
design templates. Uh, you can go to the wordpress.org site and uh, search uh, through thousands of free uh, free designs that you can use for your website. Uh, most of them are are uh, configurable so that their uh, basic uh, design is is uh, created in a template. But if you want to add your own image to the header or uh, you know uh, your own logo and that kind of stuff, it's very easy to do. And so just uh, just the ease of design. So I mean, you can you don't have to use I mean, some sites like Blogger are very limited in the number of design templates they have. Whereas WordPress has thousands of people out there just designing templates. And then there are plugins. Uh, WordPress has all sorts of different plugins uh, that let you do more with your blog. Uh, everything from uh, s- filtering out spam comments to letting you use uh, tag clouds on your blog or uh, uh, you know importing uh, photos or, or graphics. Uh, just a million different uh, ways of doing this. So all the Word, WordPress has the greatest array of uh, plugins, uh, options, uh, and customization features. And uh, is it as far as content? Is it recommended to develop, develop a uh, themed blog? It depends, I guess, necessarily what you mean what you mean by that. But uh, I think it it does help to have a, a sort of a theme to your blog. Um, part part one of the uh, key questions when you're starting a blog, you know, right up front, is to kind of ask yourself why you're starting it and what you're hoping to do with it. Uh, if you're starting it as as a marketing tool, if if you want to uh, use the blog to help market your law practice, then uh, the, the theme of your blog should should reflect what it is you're trying to market. I mean, if, if, if you're a criminal defense lawyer and, and you want to have a blog to market the fact that you're a criminal defense lawyer, then obviously the, the theme of the blog should somehow be focused on, on criminal defense. And, and maybe you want to make it, uh, you know, Western mass criminal defense or Massachusetts criminal law or, or something like that. Uh, but but you want to uh, have it tied to whatever it is you're you're trying to emphasize. Um, I mean, I tech, you know I tend to write most more about uh, just technology and stuff like that. So one of my blogs is themed that way. But I have another blog where I write about media law, and so I just that's what I call it. It's I, the name of the blog is media law, and that's what I write about. It very very basic, uh, very basic blog. Uh, but certainly a, a theme. Let's you know it drives home the point uh, to your readership of of what this blog is about and and uh, and why you're doing it. Uh, you know the, the the downside to that to some extent is that is that some people start blogging and realize they want to write about all sorts of different things, um, and uh, you don't want to necessarily feel that you're tied to your theme. Uh, you, you, same time, you may not want to vary too much, but. Uh, you know, again, on the, on the criminal defense, uh, using that example, you you can see any number of bloggers out there who, in fact, are criminal defense lawyers who who don't just write about criminal defense law. They write about politics and they write about other other trends that interest them and items in the news that interest them. So I, I, you don't have to feel necessarily constrained by your theme. And how can you differentiate your blog from others with a similar theme? The best, you know, it's funny because I get I get asked a lot. By lawyer, I mean, I've been blogging since what was it, two thousand and two or something like that. And, and when I started blogging, I think there were uh, 
you know, you could, you could you could count on a couple of hands the number of legal blogs that were out there. So somebody could, somebody could come along and start a you know intellectual property blog, say, and 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 be the only person out there having an intellectual property blog. Now there are, uh, you know, dozens if not uh, hundreds of intellectual property law blogs out there. Uh, so you know, some some lawyers are worried about starting a blog in in an area that. Uh, other people are already blogging about, um, and, and I think there are a couple of ways to to distinguish yourself. Uh, certainly, one way is to perhaps target it in a way that uh, nobody else has. Uh, as I say, there may be, uh, you know, maybe there are ten other criminal law blogs, but maybe nobody's writing about Massachusetts criminal law uh, or. You know, uh, if you're a, a family lawyer, uh, maybe you want to focus on family law in Western Mass. I mean, you know, not that you necessarily just have to write about Western Mass, but maybe in some way you can target in that that way. Um, the, the the really the best way to distinguish your yourself is, is through the content that you create on your blog. Uh, there, you know, if you're if you're going to write consistently. If you're going to publish consistently on your blog, and if, and if you're going to be writing posts that are that are thoughtful, that are insightful, that that show that you uh, really understand your topic and and have something to add to the conversation about that topic, uh, then the readers are going to find you, and your readership is going to build, uh, even if other people are writing about the same topic. I mean, it it really is the quality of the of, of the content. Uh, consistently over a period of time, that's that's going to build up the the readership for your blog. What does practice before you publish mean? Well, what does that mean? I think, <laughs> I think what that means. I think the context that that that's uh, that we're talking about that is uh, a recommendation I make to people who are just starting out blogging, which is. Uh, do not write one post, uh, publish that post, and then announce to the world that you've launched a blog, uh, because too often we see people make a, a grand show about the fact that they've launched a blog with their first post and never post again. <laughs> uh, they decide they quickly decide blogging isn't for them, or they don't have the time for it, or whatever else. Uh, so, for anybody who's starting a blog, I recommend that they. Uh, blog kind of uh, uh, under the radar for a little bit of time that they uh, write some posts, get them up there, see how it goes for them. I mean, they, they should be real posts and they can formally, officially publish them later. Uh, some platforms, uh, maybe all of the platforms, but I know WordPress, for example, actually lets you uh, operate your blog, create it, post, you know, publish it, uh, but uh, Set it up in a way that it that it's not going to be visible to search engines or to other people who aren't able to uh, log into it with a password. Uh, so you can you can get it up and running and and have it going as though it's a real thing. But uh, do it for a month or two. Make sure you're going to be able to get into the routine of it. Make sure it's something you want to be able to do. And then when you're comfortable with it, then you can tell everybody that you've launched a blog and, and you can, at that point, uh, publish all those wonderful posts you've written during the practice period. Uh, so you've already got uh, some posts pre-populated up there. And uh, when uh, you, uh, you know uh, visitors first come to your blog, uh, they've got a little bit of a history there that they can read and, and get a sense of what it is you're going to be writing about. 
And, and to follow that up, what is the best way to announce a blog? And by that, I mean, what outlets would you advise attorneys to use to publicize their blog? The Legal Talk Network. They should, <laughs> they should do shows on the Legal Talk Network and uh, let people know about it. No, I, you know, there's a, a number of ways to publicize a blog. Uh, one is to simply just to make sure you are listed in the various blog directories. There are, and here I'm using the word blog, B-L-A-W-G, uh, there are directories of law-related blogs out there. Uh, the ABA Journal at abajournal.com. I think slash I think it's abajournal.com slash blog b l a w g. Um, if not, you can find it off their front page. But they have a extensive uh, directory of legal blogs by topic and by uh, by uh, geographic location, and they'll list your blog just just for the asking. Uh, just send them an email and let them know about it. Uh, Justia.com is another site that has an extensive listing of legal blogs, uh, and again, they'll list your blog just for the asking. So uh, those kinds of places are, are good to uh, good to make sure your blog is listed at. Um, and then, you know, all the the other ways. I mean, it's, it's, it's perfectly appropriate to, uh, when you first launch a blog, just send out an email to some of your contacts. Put it on your Facebook page. Put it on your LinkedIn profile. Put it out on Twitter if you're on Twitter. Uh, put, put your blog uh, URL uh, in your you know, email signature, uh, you know, let, let your, let your network of friends know that you're doing it, um, and, uh, let people know about it. And, you know, some, I, I mean, I see sometimes people will send out press releases, uh, even uh, announcing that they've launched a blog and, and in some cases that that's a perfectly fine thing to do. Um, and then as, you know, as it's important once you've started a blog to keep at, the, keep at the, the job of letting people know about it for a while at least until you build up some readership. Uh, Twitter is a very effective tool for doing that. Uh, every you know if you're on Twitter then when you when you write a new post, uh, put it out on Twitter and let the people who follow you there know about it. Uh, you can set up LinkedIn so that your posts are uh, automatically uh, posted to your LinkedIn profile. You can do the same on Facebook if you want to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, one other, one other method, uh, that, that's useful for letting people know about your blog is, is to engage and engage with other people's blogs by, by adding comments. And in particular, uh, if, if somebody else is blogging in particular about the, the area of law that you are writing about, uh, follow those other blogs and, and comment on theirs. And of course, when you comment, you can, you given the opportunity to list the URL to your blog, and, and you can do that so that your comment will show with, with a link to your blog. Uh, but but uh, add comments to other people's blogs and sort of engage in that in that conversation. We need to take a short break. When we return, more with Bob Membrosi. If you're like many solo and small firm attorneys, it can be challenging to manage both your practice and give your clients the attention they need. Well, now you can do it all free for 30 days with LexisNexis Firm Manager. Built from the ground up for attorneys like you, it's an easy way to get organized, master your business, and keep your clients happy. Firm Manager is secure, web-based, and mobile, so you can manage your practice anytime, anywhere, from your laptop, smartphone, iPad, or tablet. 
No IT hassles, no long-term commitments, and best of all, no more worries about what needs to be done. Get your free 30-day trial of LexisNexis Firm Manager today at firmmanager.com slash LTN. That's firmmanager.com slash LTN. Want to stay in touch with the Legal Talk Network and get our shows automatically? RSS provides home delivery. You don't have to remember where to click. The good stuff comes right to you automatically and free. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and hit the RSS button at the top of the page. It says our podcast feeds. Now you'll be all set. If you like listening to New Solo, you might also like the Unbillable Hour on LegalTalkNetwork.com. You never have enough friends or followers, right? Check out Legal Talk Network on Facebook and Twitter. LinkedIn, too. Welcome back to New Solo on the Legal Talk Network. Today, we're joined by attorney, attorney legal blogger, and legal technology guru, guru Bob Ambrogi. Bob, welcome back. Thank you very much. Let's get into it again. How do you pick topics for your blog? That That's actually one of the hardest parts of blogging is, is coming up with things to write about. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that burns people out the, 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 the most quickly uh, when they get started blogging is just com- coming up with ideas for, for new posts. Uh, and again, the, the answer is going to vary depending on what it is you're blogging about. But, uh, you know, it's important, I think, to follow... Uh, other bloggers who are writing about your subject area uh, get their RSS feeds, set up a newsreader or something so you can follow their posts, follow uh, news sources that that cover the area that you are interested in. Uh, you know, and my I mentioned earlier I, I blog about media law in one of my blogs, and I've I've found a number of sources that are reporting on developments in in the media industry in general and on legal developments related to media uh, more specifically. And I follow those different sources. Um, somewhere way, somewhere uh, early in my blogging days, uh, I heard somebody say that uh, one of the advantages to blogging is that blogging makes you smarter. Uh, and and it, it doesn't make you smarter, but it, it does kind of force you into a routine of following uh, the areas that you're interested in more closely. So, it, you know, it, it's, 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 it's kind of a, it's one of the fun things about it really is I think that it, 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 it pushes you to, to follow what's going on in your field closely and think about how you can comment on it. In terms of marketing, is a blog worth the expense or effort compared to other forms of advertising, uh, both online and out, offline? Uh, for example, Google AdWords, the Yellow Book, et cetera. I, I think that blogging is absolutely the most powerful form of marketing you can do right now. And when you say, is it worth the expense? I mean, as I say that it doesn't have to cost you anything other than your time. Your time is valuable, of course, but you should be spending time uh, on marketing efforts, uh, you know, on a regular basis anyway. Uh, And uh, if you can get into a routine of of posting uh, every couple of days, uh, spending an hour or so writing a post uh, uh, and getting into a routine of kind of... uh, you know, looking at sources to come up, help you generate ideas. Uh, blogging is just, it's its a, a very powerful form of marketing, especially in, in this day and age in which people are, are searching for information almost exclusively online. I mean, people aren't using the old phone book anymore. They're they are using Google. Uh, and, and blogging can help propel you to the top of the search engine rankings uh, and, uh, and really can help establish you as somebody who, 
uh, is knowledgeable about your field, who, who understands your field, who has smart and insightful things to say about it, uh, and uh, uh, so it, you know, I, to me, it's 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 a no-brainer. I would I would blog before I would do just about anything else. Is there a good way to incorporate uh, a blog into a website? Um, yes, <laughs> there is. <laughs> I, I there's a right way and a wrong way is really the more the answer. It's I think it's important that your blog have a have a sort of a distinct identity from your website. It can, it can be part of your website. It, it could even be a kind of a subsidiary page of your website. It, it can have a design that that uh, reflects uh, your website or is, is even very similar to your website. But I, I think it's still important that a blog have its own kind of identity uh, and even its own URL. Uh, Again, that URL can be set up so it redirects to some some you know subsidiary page within your website. But uh, you know if you're going to be blogging about uh, Massachusetts criminal law, then maybe you want the URL you know criminallawblog.com or something like that. You you want the blog to have a distinctive name and a, and a memorable uh, URL uh, so that it can so that it can kind of stand alone. It, it it should be linked back and forth between your website, your the bio, you know your blog should link to your bio and a description of your practice and a description of your firm um, so that people can find out who you are and what you do. Um, but I, I do believe it should be a, somewhat of a freestanding uh, entity. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Uh, boy, that's that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> uh, about blogging? Are we, are we limiting this to blogging or are we talking oh, no, about like can, life can... in general? <laughs> <laughs> it can be anything that would be of use to any other human being. Anything you want. Don't sweat the small stuff is probably the best advice I've ever mm. gotten. Uh, you know, actually, go to law school was a good piece of advice somebody gave me. I, w- I was never thinking of going to law school uh, when I was younger. And, and somebody said, you know, you ought to think about law school. And uh, it worked for me. And I'm glad they gave me that advice. So uh, that's probably it. well thank you well that about does it for this edition of new solo remember you can find all of our shows at legaltalknetwork.com you can also subscribe to this program through itunes and a very special thanks to my guest bob ambrogi for joining me today bob if someone wants more information on today's topic how can they reach you well they can find me at lawsitesblog.com or ambrogi at gmail.com a-m-b-r-o-g-i at gmail.com And of course, you can contact me directly at kyle at legaltalknetwork.com. We're out of time. I would like to thank our sponsor, Firm Manager by LexisNexis. You can find more information at firmmanager.com backslash L-T-N. Join us next time for another new episode of New Solo here on the Legal Talk Network. Have a great day, everyone. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to New Solo Today. Hope you'll listen to next month's edition with attorney Kyle Gelcher right here on the Legal Talk Network. And a reminder to check out Firm Manager at MyFirmManager.com forward slash LTN. It's a business solution for lawyers created by lawyers from LexisNexis.
If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the unbillable hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.